Hey guys, this is Cassandra. Welcome to another live stream. Please check that description box below. And of course, you know what's coming. Mwah, mwah. Thank you guys so much for being with me today. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about moving on after the narcissistic relationship is over. Again, check the description box for the link below if you want to follow along with me on the uh, live stream. I'm going to be going over a slide presentation with you. Okay. All right. So I want to thank you for joining me today. All right. Okay. Acceptance after narcissist relationships are over, how to get the courage. Okay. To, you know, move on, right? Breaking the pattern of narcissist relationships by accepting that you are outgrowing any relationship can be painful, but when it's a narcissistic relationship that lacks any real meaning, okay, perhaps it's time to detach without losing yourself in the process. Okay. There are many reasons why narcissist relationships tend to have its ups and downs, but I mean, this goes with any relationship, right? But that seems to go double when it comes to a, when it pertains to a narcissistic relationship. Life in general comes with conflicts, challenges, and issues that are usually designed to teach and promote growth. One of the most important purposes of having relationships is to grow with others. Okay. And at least this is what I found to be the case. Uh, you know, because really when we think about all of our relationships, we have good times, we have bad times. But life is a gift. But regardless of that, it comes with challenges. But a narcissistic relationship, um, this seems to be lacking that understanding, right? It seems to lack that understanding. When it comes to a narcissist personality or narcissistic personality, uh, some people with those types of personalities don't seem to be able to understand that, okay? That sometimes things are not going so well. Some people, they may have their bad days. You know, they may tend to project onto others, but that doesn't mean that they are not loved. But uh, let's just face it. A lot of us from time to time, we tend to take things out on our loved ones. This may be unfair, but when it comes to a narcissistic relationship, this seems to be something that goes on for a long period of time and repeatedly narcissistic personality types often have a lot more conditions than other people, whereas it pertains to love. Okay. This does not mean you're supposed to take abuse and just turn, you know, turn away from it. Or what is that? Turn the other cheek, right? Or some people don't think that that's right, but some people do. Some people live by that. But, uh, you know, from my experience, you're not really supposed to be taking you know, there, there's a toll, right? It takes its toll. There's the line that must be drawn. Sometimes you have to close the chapter in order to begin a new one. But if you continue to take abuse or, you know, abuse uh, or mistreatment, right? That relationship probably will not grow. All right. So uh, it's just, it seems to be a repeated cycle. And I don't think anybody is on the planet for that. Okay. Again, this is just, you know, it's the way you may be looking at it. But by accepting that you are outgrowing the relationship can be painful. Now, even a good relationship, right, may come to an end and it can still be painful. But when it comes to a narcissistic relationship coming to an end, well, 
it may be more painful. Why? Because the good doesn't outweigh the bad in those relationships. Some people may feel like they have given much more than they were given in the narcissist relationship. Some people may even become nostalgic. They may think about the few times that it was good with the narcissist. But again, the good doesn't outweigh the bad when it comes to narcissistic relationships. All right. Uh, it's easy to become nostalgic over narcissistic relationships that are over and lack what you need to continue to grow. All right. I just mentioned that just a moment ago, right? When it comes to a narcissistic relationship, the good does not tend to outweigh the bad, but the few times that is good, sometimes is really good. You know what I mean? So a person, you know, sometimes they become nostalgic and sometimes becoming nostalgic is what keeps a person stuck in the sunken place of a narcissistic relationship because perhaps they don't think that they can get anyone better or they can have a better experience, you know, with relationships. They may not want to start over again. Perhaps there's, there's children involved. A person may not want to start over again, perhaps due to their age. It could be, you know, various types of reasons why a person, when they become nostalgic, they become stuck in the narcissistic relationship rather than going ahead and choosing perhaps to move on. Okay. So emotional discipline more than likely will become your best friend while you, you, while you're accepting that the relationship with your narcissist is over by choosing to learn from these relationships, you can remain focused on thriving forward. Okay. So, um, this is easier said than done, of course, especially if it is a relationship, whereas their children are involved. Okay. Let's just face it. Children tend to change the course of the relationship, okay? They tend to change the temperament of the relationship or the environment of the relationship, even if it's with a narcissist, okay? Let's, you know, let's just face it. Uh, life, again, sometimes is challenging. It may throw us a curveball, okay? So when, if there's children involved, then it may be a little bit more difficult to break the pattern of the narcissist relationship. Okay. So by choosing to learn from these relationships, you can remain focused on thriving forward. Absolutely. You know, once again, when a person chooses to learn from their experiences in life, right? They say experience is the best cheap teacher, but when a person has a narcissist relationship and they're choosing to learn from that is first of all, it's not going to be that easy because egos may get in the way right? Especially if you feel like you're the person that gave much more than what you received. Sometimes we, we get as good as we give, or what is that saying? You get as good as you, you get or something like that, or you, you receive as good as you have given. In other words, uh, tit for tat is even, right? The narcissist does something, you do something. And it's just even straight down the line. They say that, um, um, two rights don't make a wrong, but it makes it even. That's just another way of putting it. Sometimes perhaps you have been the person that became, uh, the narcissist, they may pull something, but then you were the person who perhaps, uh, became, um, not overreactive, but you chose to react instead of responding. Right. And some, I mean, we are human. Sometimes we have those moments, 
But choosing to learn from those relationships, yeah, it's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. And guess what? When you do that, that's another way of outdoing a narcissist. I don't mean in a bad way, but you're showing yourself to be outgrowing that relationship. The narcissists often don't want people to outgrow the relationship, right? Because they're overly dependent on people for the source supply. So if they continue to see everybody around them outgrowing them, growing past them, outgrowing the relationship, then what happens to the narcissist? Yeah, they don't have anybody to bully. They don't have anybody to pick on. They don't have anybody to get the source supply from. So when you demonstrate your growth, that is one of the sweetest revenges, right? <laughs> that you can have against the narcissist. Self-control is sweeter than revenge. Matter of fact, that is your revenge over a narcissist. So when we start to become nostalgic, and I'm just speaking in general, if this does not relate to you, then okay, forget what I'm about to say. But when we become nostalgic, sometimes that's a trap. Sometimes that will keep a person stuck in the narcissist relationship. And sometimes, you know, we're not looking at what we really need to be looking at. And that is what's actually going on in the relationship. Okay. How are you being treated? How do you feel about it? What do you think about it? What does your thought patterns tend to be? Is it stinking thinking? right? The negative chatter, not only from the narcissist, but yourself, that will keep you stuck in the relationship. And then when you factor in be becoming nostalgic, it's kind of like, you know, hot and cold, hot and cold. One minute you're feeling good about the relationship, even though it's a narcissistic relationship. But on the other hand, you start to feel crappy because you remember all of the shenanigans that the narcissist is pulling or has pulled, and they have yet to apologize for. Perhaps it's been years and they have yet to take accountability or hold themselves accountable, right? Or even apologize for how they've treated you. And, you know, again, it could be a, a little while, right? Before they may even halfway give you an apology, if any at all. So emotional discipline is more than likely going to become your best friend. Why? Because that will help you to stay in control of your own emotions rather than when narcissists say or do something and you may become triggered, right? But you're not reacting, okay? You're choosing to respond. You're, you're not, you know, the, the narcissist is not in control of your emotions. You are, right? Emotions are our energy emotions. So while it's in motion, where is it going? Who's going to benefit from that? You or a narcissist? So emotional discipline means that you're choosing to become aware of how you're feeling and you're choosing to express what you're experiencing at the time. Even if it's a little bit down the road, you're still choosing to express what you're experiencing. This is what emotional discipline is about. It doesn't mean that you're sitting by and passively allowing the narcissist to just do an emotional drive-by every time they feel, you know, badly about something or uh, they didn't get the promotion at the job or they didn't get the money that they wanted or they didn't get another person that they wanted on the side. They didn't get the, you know, the third party situation that they wanted, you know, whatever it is. But emotional discipline can become your best friend. Okay. All right. <clears throat>
Okay, so the narcissistic personality often recycles romantic relationships. Okay, so this is different from people mutually agreeing to give a romantic relationship another try. Because some people, let's just face it, that's part of life too. Some people, they may, you know, um, end up going in separate directions for a little while, but then they uh, meet again and they mutually, the key word is mutually, they mutually agree that perhaps it's a great idea to give it another try, right? Usually what happens there is that two people spend a little time and they find out, okay, well, perhaps we'll give it another try because of whatever, right? But see, with the narcissist personality, they don't care about the connection. Rather, they focus on controlling others. So even when two people mutually agree to give a romantic relationship another try, see, a narcissist, let's just say you're dealing with a narcissist, the ex, and you want to give it another try. But see, they're already thinking about controlling you. They're, they're not interested in the, con- in the connection. So narcissists sometimes have the audacity to even view exes as options. I mean, the goal, right? Rather than opportunities to perhaps make atonement in order to further grow with him or her. Some people come back together again and they continue to grow with one another. I think this is what relationships are all about. I don't care what type of relationship it is. One of the uh, purpose to me, one of the purpose of having a relationship is to grow with other people. I don't care if it's a friendship, a business partnership. I don't care what kind of ship it is, right? And this is what I've learned thus far in my life. Relationships are about growing together. And it's not always going to be easy. It's going to be ups, downs, challenges, issues. But when you're dealing with a narcissistic personality, they tend to not see that. They don't value that. They tend to look at controlling others rather than connecting with others. So, you know, how are you Hoover resistant verified, right? But before I get to that, let's talk about the atonement. The atonement is often the prerequisite of a reunion, okay? Or getting back together. If let's just say you're dealing with a narcissistic ex and if you choose to get back together with him or her, what has to take place before that? Atonement. What does atonement mean? That means that everyone is taking responsibility for themselves. How did they show up in the relationship? What did they tend to do with someone else's energy? What did they do in the relationship, right? Um, Did they appreciate the other one? Did they uh, love them, care for them? All of these things. Atonement means simply that a person is acknowledging perhaps their uh, mistakes from before when they were involved. These types of things. Narcissists rarely look at it that way. They don't fathom that. It's just your fault. (laughs) Pretty much when you're dealing with a narcissistic personality, they just look at the other person and they just project and they blame and they lack the foresight. They tend to not look at themselves. They tend to not uh, learn from their mistakes or their poor choices or their actions, yet alone their feelings. They tend to blame other people for how they feel, okay? And what their actions are, how they choose to behave, their choices, all of these things. But the atonement has to take place before there's a mutual agreement to reconcile or to have a reunion. Atonement is so important. Narcissistic personality 
doesn't even fathom what I just broke down to you guys. It just doesn't come across to them. Okay. All right. So signs that you are Hoover resistant verified. Number one, you've accepted that you are outgrowing the cycle of narcissistic relationships. Number two, you're not compromising your peace of mind, your dignity, self-respect, energy, integrity, sanity, resources, and your capacity to love others. Let me break down that one. Okay. The last part of this one, right? Your capacity to love others. Narcissists often will exploit your capacity to love someone else or to love period. Narcissists often don't value being loved by anyone. Narcissistic personality. They often will take a secret vow right? The secret vow is to not love anyone for any reason ever again. Sounds pretty dramatic. Sounds pretty deep. But when you think about narcissistic relationships, this is often something that is displayed over and over again by word and deed of a narcissistic personality. They don't trust. Okay. Well, a lot of people have trust issues. But narcissistic personality, they take it to another level, right? They don't have any, they don't seem to have any interest in the connection at all, okay? This is what I want you guys to really understand, but a lot of you already do because you've already have experienced this. So your capacity to love is something that I hope you find sacred. Narcissists don't seem to find that sacred. And if they find out that you find it sacred, they may go out of their way to perhaps um, try to pervert that. What do I mean? They may pull shenanigans after shenanigans, right? And then you may start to give up on love. You may start to give up that, uh, that idea that love is even possible for you to have with anyone. You may say something like, well, the love is not only gone out of this narcissist relationship, but I can no longer love. See, narcissists, they will pull things to the point where some people have decided that there's not any more love left, not only uh, in the relationship, but in themselves. And that, that having a good relationship with anyone else is a pipe dream. So your capacity to love, I hope you find it sacred and not allowing any narcissist to have you believing that love is not possible for you. Some people have given up on love, but you cannot save everyone. So you can't do that. It is not your responsibility to save someone, not even from themselves. Now, in the case of a younger person, your children, perhaps, that you are responsible for, right? Or I would be responsible for, when it, whereas it pertains to children in my life. Yeah. Okay. That that's the exception because children need us right to guide, to help them have some sort of direction or sense of direction. They're not de fully developed. So I'm not going to give a lecture on how to raise children or to how to care for children or anything like that. But I will say this from my own experience, Children do need the guidance. They need the love. They need the help, right? But when it comes to another um, 
adult, whether they have a narcissistic personality or not. No, you are not responsible for save, so-called saving or fixing or rescuing him or her. When it comes down to the emotional well-being, they are responsible, not you, right? Okay, so that kind, that sounds like a, a codependency, you know, running in there to fix, save, or rescue someone, right? So, you know, um, when it comes down to the sign that you are Hoover resistant, verified. So what are the verifications? You accepted that you are outgrowing the cycle of narcissistic relationship. Enough is enough, right? Okay. So you're not compromising anymore. Certain things, it's great to go ahead and compromise. It's best to compromise, especially when you're talking about a positive relationship. People who walk around saying never compromise, you know, no, that's extreme. There are certain things that are worth for, and that is to connect to someone that you love and care about and who loves, and especially if they appreciate you. So what certain things, it, you just never compromise. And that is your peace of mind. Yeah, your dignity, your self-respect, your energy, integrity, and other great characteristics that you may have. Your sanity, of course, right? It goes with the peace of mind. Your resources, what type of resources? Financial, social, emotional, spiritual, you know, all types of resources. Why would you compromise that? For what? Especially a narcissist relationship? I think not. Your capacity to love. Okay, I went over that already. Narcissists don't value your capacity to love. They're exploited. When you start to emotionally, pardon me, when you start to express what you have experienced, when you start to express your emotions, and I don't care which emotion it is, narcissists often will exploit your capacity to do so. All right, so let's move on. So more signs of verification. Okay, you no longer, you're, you're no longer interested in reinvesting in a narcissistic relationship or any narcissistic relationship, right? Whereas you're not appreciated. Went over that already. If you're not being appreciated, guys and gals, what are you there for? Think about it. <laughs> okay, you're no longer interested in reinvesting in narcissistic relationships, because one of the main reasons could be because you weren't appreciated. There's a lot of other reasons, you know, especially when you're talking about narcissistic relationships, it's, it's a lot, right? But to reinvest in one after you're getting out of another one, or if you're still in one right now, just the thought of having another narcissistic relationship, whether it's on the job or at home, might seem a little bit overwhelming. Okay, it may be very heavy energetically. You're already feeling drained, perhaps. Maybe you just have one narcissistic relationship, but it, it's probably draining enough, right? It's probably draining you of energy. Perhaps it's draining you of resources, your peace of mind, your sanity. Perhaps, you know, before you knew it, you were already compromising your overall well-being, your health. Some of you perhaps have gone into debt behind a narcissist, okay? Uh, but at the end of the day, we must take accountability of our choices too, right? What's another verification? 
you're choosing to navigate your support base. If you have a support base, congratulations. One of the things that a support base does is to share focused tools for you to practice in order to do what? Thrive on, move on, thrive forward past the narcissist relationship. Narcissists, they don't want you to do that because once you start to move on, then they have to what? Search for somebody else. Well, it's not your fault that they may search for somebody else for source supply. But when you think about it, narcissists often have other people lined up anyway, long before they discard. Okay. So uh, if they choose to venture out and look for other source supply, that is not your responsibility. That is not your fault. But if you're choosing to navigate your support base, that's a great thing. You're practicing the focus tools right here on the Luminous Star channel. I share a lot of focus tools with you guys, right? And happy to do so. I practice these focus tools. Some of them I still have to practice to this day, right? So you're choosing to navigate your support base. What is your support base? What does it consist of? Who is a part of your support base? A narcissist has no reason to be, they don't have any reason to be there, right? When you factor in how they behave, they're already demonstrating they have the, uh, they lack the ability to connect. So more than likely, they're not going to be interested in being on board, whereas your support base is concerned. They're not going to cheer you on for that. They're not. <laughs> okay. So when it comes to your support base, it's going to be up to you. You're the one that's going to have to navigate it. Who is a part of your support base? What does your support base consist of? Sometimes it's a hit or miss when it comes to uh, support groups and counselors. Okay. Maybe you have a mentor, maybe you have a coach, but you're choosing to navigate your support base. It's going to be very big. It's a game changer because a narcissist will not have a place. Okay. In your support base. That's a part of your life. The narcissist will have no voice or identity. They will not have a place. And of course, the narcissist is not going to like that. Some people don't tell their support. They don't tell their narcissist that they have a support base. Some people have testified that that was their saving grace. They didn't tell the narcissist anything about their support base. Okay, so where's another verification? You've noticed how far you've come. Okay, and you take time out to celebrate your personal growth. The worst is behind you. You don't have Lot's wife syndrome. I'm not trying to get religious on you guys. Just, you know, giving a biblical reference here. Lot's wife. Some of you are very familiar with that story in the Bible. Lot's wife, okay. During uh, Solomon and Gomorrah, it was being destroyed. It was, you know, it had ended. They had to get out of there. Lot and his wife had to move quickly, right? <laughs> so Lot's wife kept looking back at the destruction. She kept looking back at how the city was destroyed. It was over. It was chaos everywhere, right? She kept looking back. She kept looking back. She turned into a pillar of salt, not a pillow, a pillar of salt, right? Salt, when we cry, aren't our tears salty? They taste of salt. She turned into a pillar, guys, of salt. You know what I take away from that story? 
is that she became stagnant. She became stuck. She couldn't move. She didn't move. Okay, so uh, a pillar of salt is, to me, that, that means it's, it's okay, it's statue. It's not moving. It's not saying anything either. It can't be heard. I hope you guys are getting what I'm saying here. So when we continue to look at our past, when it comes to these narcissistic relationships, we become stagnant, have the lot's wife syndrome. You keep looking back at it. There is nothing, absolutely nothing you could change about the past, guys. Can't do it. What's done is done. Learn from it. Move on. Thrive on. Okay? Now, I'm not saying leave the relationship. So you can't, some people can't do that. Let's just face it. Life, regardless of its gift, is challenging. Some people have to emotionally move on first before they put one foot literally in front of the other and packing their bags and saying, I'm out of here, right? Some people can't do that right away. So what can they do? Emotionally, spiritually, perhaps they can move on. They can begin to put one foot in front of the other, take one step at a time, one day at a time, as they say, right? So you look at how far you've come and celebrate that. Do what you can. Your recovery, your healing is not a, you know, in other words, it's, it's, not, it's not a contest, but it is a commitment, okay, on your part. Forget the narcissist. The narcissist is not going to commit. I mean, really, where, when has a narcissist ever committed, right? <laughs> they commit maybe to certain things that pertain to them, Right. But when it comes to connection with you or relationship with you and others, they don't tend to commit. So that's a that's when you know you're Hoover resistant, verified, right? All of these signs display that. And when you become Hoover resistant, verified, the narcissist, they can attempt to Hoover, but they will have absolutely nothing to Hoover you back in with or anyone. They cannot recruit flying monkeys from your family, from their family, from friends, from uh, bosses or uh, other exes. They'll try that one too, believe it or not. Uh, narcissists, they will pull anybody in that they can to get you hoovered back in. They will recruit others to play a dysfunctional role of flying monkey. Okay, so uh, you are hoover resistant, verified, when that's just not working, boo, that ain't working, boo. Okay. <laughs> Try again. Right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just remember once you start to see some of these signs right here, this is another way that you are demonstrating your growth. You're outgrowing the narcissist relationship. You're accepting that it's sometimes it's hard to accept even when something is good. Perhaps you're the catalyst of a much needed change, right? It's sometimes it's hard to uh, remember this. Okay, narcissistic personality. Okay, remorse versus regret. What is it? Let's break it down. Regret is experience when one does not learn why behaviors, words, or their poor choices in situations are wrong. Therefore, will repeat offenses without apology. 
atonement or redemption. You know, sometimes narcissists, because they're so focused on what they want, when they want it and how they want it, right? The source supply, they're getting new source supply, they're discarding, right? All this, they're burning bridges, they're doing all of these, all this drama, right? <laughs> A lot of the times, narcissists, when they're doing all of this, they will miss the opportunity, right? To redeem themselves. Even when it's a primary source supply. I'm going to repeat that. I, I don't know about you guys, but I think that's deep. When narcissists, when they're pulling all this shenanigan, right? Doing all these things. Keeping the mask on. All of this drama. They miss the opportunity. They often do. They miss that opportunity to redeem themselves whereas it pertains to primary source supply. Primary source supply may be their family, friends, or the, the, the one who, who gives the most. It may be a third-party situation, a cohabitation situation. They don't have to, this doesn't have to be romantic now. You know, they, it could be those people who have been there for them through the thick and thin. Narcissists don't value that. So they often miss the opportunity to redeem themselves with those people. They burn bridges too quickly. They make quick judgments and they discard quickly. They don't think about it. And after a while, you know, after a while, they may think they may, they may have a moment of clarity, but it's too late. Perhaps you're one of those people that the narcissist cannot pull back in. The redemption is, is past. That ship has sailed. You see, but they have already jumped out there. They don't cut you off and all of that, right? So they often don't look at the redemption. They don't make the atonement. They don't make peace. That's another way of putting it. They don't make peace. They don't apologize because first of all, narcissists tend to not think that they need to apologize, yet alone ask for forgiveness. They don't think they do anything wrong. They often justify their behavior which is very problematic, not only on the job, but in their personal life. Okay? So narcissist personality, okay, I've just gone over the regret. The regret means that they are not learning, okay? They're not learning what went wrong. They don't care. A person who regrets is not necessarily remorseful. That's what I'm getting at, guys. Regret doesn't mean remorse. Narcissistic personality often don't feel remorse because they lack empathy. They lack foresight. They usually justify their bad behavior. Regret? Mm, every now and then they may feel regret about certain things. They may experience, pardon me, experience regret about certain things. They may regret not getting more source supply out of somebody. See? Regret is when one does not learn why certain behaviors, words, or poor choices in certain situations are wrong or may be inappropriate. Regret may mean, you know, the narcissist may regret not stealing or taking more money from somebody. They may regret not doing harm to somebody when they had the opportunity to do it. You see what I'm saying? So remorse. Remorse is learning why certain behavior is wrong 
or inappropriate, inappropriate while becoming open to learning how to do better next time by taking opportunities to make atonement with the with those they've mistreated. So a narcissist does not feel remorse. First of all, they have to have a conscious. Narcissist personality often don't have a conscious. They often will experience guilty complex, not a guilty conscious. It's different. So when it whereas it pertains to remorse, narcissists often don't feel remorse because they lack the foresight to learn from past poor choices, past mistakes, not saying that they must live in the past, but let's face it. That's also what comes with life. And that is from situation to situation, from relationship to relationship, there's an opportunity to learn from that. Therefore people can grow, right? So remorse is learning why certain behavior is wrong or inappropriate. Narcissists often have inappropriate attachment styles. Okay. So when they uh, miss the opportunity to make redemption, right? And that can be with anyone. It doesn't have to be a romantic situation, guys. You can be with anyone. When narcissists often choose, and make no mistake, they often choose to miss the redemption. They often choose to miss the opportunity for the redemption. Okay, so remorse is learning why certain behavior is wrong. Narcissists don't think they're wrong. They often blame other people and say they're wrong. So that's another way of looking at how they often overlook or they miss the opportunity to redeem themselves, to apologize, to perhaps ask for forgiveness or open up the discussion, have the conversation. The other person may end up apologizing to the narcissist, especially if it's right, right? If it's right to do so. See, narcissists often, they, they, like I said, they miss the opportunity, but then they will blame others for the, the very things that they have done or the very things they have said. The word salad, we think about the word salad, right? Narcissists will say something and twist it all around. Deception, okay? All of these things, telling lies, uh, telling secrets, keeping secrets, all these things. Narcissists really are remorseful for all those things. Now, they may try to come off and pretend that they're remorseful, but deep down, when you think about it, they regret not doing more harm. For instance, when a narcissist tries to hoover you back in and they don't show any remorse, that's a red flag. More than likely, what they're displaying without confessing it verbally is that they regret not doing more harm when they had the opportunity to do so. But now that you or perhaps someone else is not in their grip any longer, they may try to hoover you back in. So what? They can pick up where they left off or finish the job, so to speak. Okay. So when narcissists try to hoover a person back in, more than likely they're showing or they're displaying Regret, not remorse. Okay, it's very different. All right. Tool number one, consider using your past only as a reference guide. Tool number two, reconsider your gifts, talents, and achievements while tooting your own horn 
for a change, right? A lot of us don't do that enough, especially if we're in a narcissist relationship. The narcissist will not allow, well, no, okay, let me swap that word allow with, they will not, they will not tolerate other people outshining him or her, right? The narcissist doesn't, no, nobody's supposed to be brighter than them, right? See what else you can contribute to others in the world. Okay, so move forward, move, pardon me, move towards where you're appreciated, not tolerated. Narcissists often tolerate people long enough to get the source supply. They don't appreciate people. It's very different, right? So reconsider your gifts, your talents, and your achievements. Not so you can just say, okay, I did this back uh, in, in, in 2015. I did this or that. I did that. Okay, that's great. Pat yourself on the back. But look at what else can you do? Is that all what you did in 2015? Is that, are you finished? Are you done? Right? (laughs) No, I hope not. Hope you don't think that. So what else can you achieve right now? You're breathing. You can still, you're alive. What else can you do? The narcissist never wants you to get to that point. They want you to stay in the past that way, they can, not only are you stagnant, but more than likely you're stuck on them. You're focused on them because you still think, perhaps you think, that the narcissist relationship is all you can have in life. That is your purpose in life? I think not. And I don't even have to know you to say that. I don't think so. So reconsider your gifts and your talents and your achievements. Be proud of that. Pat yourself on the back. Toot your own horn, right? But then move on to see whatever else you can do. What else can you do? How can you contribute to the world? You have children. They need you. They want you. They love you. For example, right? You may be working on a project right now. You may have goals, aspirations. Count all of that. You have, you know, you have dreams. You have all these things perhaps you want to do. Now, okay, sometimes certain things, the ship has paid, has has shelled. I can't speak right now. I'm getting too passionate. <laughs> but the ship, the ship has sailed on certain things, right? For a number of reasons. But there, are, I'm pretty certain there's certain things that you can still do right now, right? Yeah, of course. All right. The next tool, embrace the opportunity of change by challenging yourself to make choices that will bring about necessary change. Perhaps you're the catalyst to a much needed change. People who are highly intuitive empathic, for instance, they often are the catalyst to a much needed change. Right, really, just think about it. Sometimes people who are a catalyst to a much needed change are people who are not wanted. But guess what? They sure as heck are needed. Let that sink in. Okay, that's why I paused it. Because some people overlook that, especially when it comes to narcissist relationships and dealing with a narcissist. Narcissists really don't want you to think you are worthy of much at all. They may think that your mission in life is to source supply them. But perhaps you are the catalyst to a much-needed change. Very often, people who are catalysts to a much-needed change are not wanted, especially in that particular group. The group can be on the job. The group can be your family or certain family members. The group can be uh, certain friends. 
certain uh, people you were romantically involved with or right now a particular person who you may be romantically involved with. Perhaps they don't show signs of appreciating you, right? But you are the person that can bring about a particular change that where, whereas it will be a win-win for everybody, but you are not appreciated. You're not seen as a gift, perhaps. You're seen as a burden. You're treated as a liability. Therefore, you're being tolerated. For example, narcissists tend to do this from one person to the next. They don't try to uplift anyone, right? They're not about that. They're about taking, not giving. They often have a network of third-party situations. That way they won't run out of source supply. So embrace the opportunity of change by challenging yourself to make choices that will bring about necessary change. Okay, narcissists, they detest change. This is why they often remain they, they often remain under arrested development. And if you're outgrowing him or her, you're growing past them. Forget about trying to get over them, right? You're growing past them. Next tool, remember that your life has purpose. Therefore, you're no longer an option for any narcissist. Repeat that last part. An option? Are you kidding me? You're no longer an option for any narcissist. Narcissists have the gall to think, especially when they start recycling exes, that they're they're an option. No. No, no, no. You're not an option for a narcissist, especially when you're displaying that you're outgrowing the narcissist relationship, period. Then you're less likely to invest or reinvest not only in that particular narcissist relationship, but in any future narcissist relationships that may come across your radar. You're not a vibrational match. So you're not interested. (laughs) Okay. You're not interested in that. You're not an option for any narcissist. Remember that your life does have purpose. That's not your mission in life. The narcissist wants you to think so though. Last tool. Consider beginning a healthy lifestyle. Take the healthy daily meal vlog challenge. A lot of you have seen, well, some of you have seen my videos about the meal vlog, okay? Healthy meal ideas. Take the healthy daily meal vlog, okay? Sometimes I will jot down what what I've consumed and how I feel afterwards. We're energy, right? We are energy, So what we do, or put it like this, what we consume can potentially alter our moods. So when you're consuming the narcissist relationship, right, it's going to alter your mood. Not only that, it may alter how you perceive other aspects of your life, not just the narcissist relationship, You already know what's going on there, but some people choose to not even look at that and they remain stagnant in a narcissist relationship. So, uh, yeah, that healthy meal vlog thing, it really is good. It's a game changer. Why? Because you're starting to become aware of how you're feeling, what you're feeling, how you think, what you think. 
you're becoming more aware of yourself. The narcissist doesn't want you to become aware of yourself at all. For instance, when it comes to ego, narcissists will often be ready to check you because perhaps you're too egotistical, they may say, right? <laughs> Very funny. The narcissist will not examine his or herself. They tend to blame. They tend to point fingers. They tend to project. They tend to gaslight others into buying their perspective of their reality. Not your reality, their reality. Narcissists often look at the truth versus their truth. So, you know, as you can see here, uh, I hope some of you can start to see why it is so great when you choose to move on after the narcissist relationship is over. The narcissist, nine out of 10 chances, right out the gate from the start, they weren't interested in the connection. They were interested in the control. Okay, so um, when you look at all of these focus tools, and when you look at some of these points here that I've just shared with you, I certainly hope that something in there was said or pointed out to you that will encourage you to focus on thriving forward, moving on, right? Past the narcissist relationship, even if you're not physically moving on, right? It's okay. It starts in the mind, not the behind. So very often when narcissists are pulling shenanigans, they will sit up there and sometimes hope that you don't choose to move on from him or her. Okay. So I just certainly hope there was something that I said during this live stream that will help you to focus on thriving forward because narcissism, it's going to have you probably focused on things that you cannot change. You can't change the narcissist. The narcissist often will gaslight you into believing that your mission in life is to save, fix, or rescue him or her. Perhaps they have unresolved issues that they blame you for. That sounds ridiculous, right? But not to a narcissist. They may lay all of those things at your feet and perhaps without verbally saying it, right? They have these terms to a imaginary contract, okay? They have an imaginary contract. They want you to fulfill those terms, but you don't even know that there's a contract. Therefore, you can't consider what the terms of the contract is or those terms are. How are you going to do that? So you're kind of, you know, it's like you're stuck in a relationship whereas you're not being appreciated, right? You're not being considered and you may not have a voice yet alone in identity. You may not even be 40 years old yet but you are experiencing an identity crisis. Narcissist relationships, they tend to have people, people's health compromised, okay? Your overall well-being. But the terms of the contract, of a, an, an imaginary contract with a narcissist, 
very often, if you look at that, that's one, that's one of the things you're going to see is that your overall well-being is going to be compromised right out the gate. Your health will be compromised. But of course, you don't you didn't see that in the contract. You didn't even know it was a contract. Right. Narcissists often have unrealistic expectations of others. This is another thing you can do to focus on thriving forward. You can start to manage your expectations or perhaps not even have any when it comes to especially on narcissists. OK, so until next time, you guys and gals take care of yourself. And I certainly hope there was something that I said today that will uplift your spirits. And of course, to have you focus on thriving forward. Mwah. All right, guys, take care. <laughs>